0: The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM
1: East Lansing.
2: Hello, and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University, as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure.
3: Hello and welcome to Exposure. I'm your host,
1: Callie Nies, and today I'm here with the Bug Club. Can you guys introduce yourselves to us? Hi, my name is Austin Eschador, and I am president of MSU Bug Club.
0: Hi, I'm Jonathan Tharp, and I am the events coordinator for the Bug Club.
1: So can you tell me a little bit about the Bug Club's history? Yeah, so um, Bug Club's been around for quite some time, and... Before, it used to be just for like entomology majors and entomology Mm -hmm. minors. Those are students at Michigan State who study insect science. And so the club was just made of them. We had a couple activities going on, but not really too much. Just everyone getting together once a month to eat pizza and just Mm kind of hang out. And then COVID happened, which made going online really difficult when the main draw for students was eating pizza and getting food. Yeah. Um, and so the club eventually died out as the e-board all graduated, and there wasn't really much left to it. So I emailed our academic advisor saying, is book club still a thing? If it is, can I just declare pres- myself president and take it over? And she's <laughs> like, oh, please do, please do. And so I did that, and I recruited a volunteer e-board, and we worked together to reshape the club as a whole. So now our target demographic actually are people who are not affiliated with entomology at all, mm. people who don't study insect science or science in general. It's just people who are interested in learning more about insects. And how did you guys
3: get interested in learning about insects? I feel like that's like not something everyone looks forward to, like, oh, I'm going to learn about bugs today.
0: Uh, for me, it was I started a uh, bug collection for the 4-H fair, and okay. you know that got me involved with collecting insects, but also recording what one insect was or where I found it. From there, it grew into collecting insects for, uh, we filled an aquarium with like sand and Mm -hmm. kept uh, mostly praying mantises because those were the coolest ones. Um, From there, it just kind of like was constant in my life. You know, bugs are cool, bugs are cool, I like them. And then looking for a career, I was like, well, I know I want to go into ag because I was raised on a farm. So that's really Mm -hmm. what I knew, it's what I loved. And I was like, well, I don't like getting kicked by cows so i don't want that and plants are boring insects are neither that they're mostly not dangerous and they're very interesting and so is the logical step
1: yeah what about you i also grew up in a very rural area Mm -hmm. um and i was also in 4h growing up too Um, So I guess um, considering that background, I always was really passionate about nature and the environment and especially the things that are demonized by society. Mm -hmm. Most people don't like bugs and will like run away from like any kind of harmless and adorable beetle that comes their way. And I was really drawn to that aspect because it's something that only I could do that most people would just run away from it. But I'm like the unique person that can make them care. When I was in middle school, I was did participated in Science Olympiad as well and was mm-hmm. thrown into the entomology event randomly. And then when I got to college, I remembered that experience and I sought out the Department of Entomology, talked with the advisor and saw that the department was a really good fit. Do you guys
3: have a favorite bug? Uh,
0: mine is the assassin bug. I don't know what it is about the... Um, hmm. Yeah, I really don't know what it is. It's just something about how they hunt in a rather unconventional way where they don't even have chewing mouth parts. They they have to stick their um, prey and then suck it out their insides and then it's just left with a husk. And I know that's ra- rather morbid. <laughs> it it's rather morbid. And I don't know why they resonate with me, but I just really like them. They're very cool.
1: Oh, mine's a bit more boring. I like the Colorado <laughs> potato beetle because I think they're really cute. That's it.
3: <laughs> Do you guys like pick like a bug to study each week, or are you kind of just like what kind of bugs are you guys looking at?
0: I'm actually in charge of um, the bug of the week, mm-hmm. where every week I will take a in-depth look at one specific bug and you know just relay the interesting facts that um, people can, um, so that people can learn more about a wide variety of bu- of bugs.
3: What kind of activities are you guys doing at your meetings? Like, can you give me like a day in the life of what it's like to be in a bug club?
1: So a bug club meets twice a month. Okay. Um, and then at each of our meetings, we always have a hands-on, engaging activity that we do. Um, so, so far, we've done, like, a tour of the MSU bug house, which is where we have most of our meetings. So, everyone gets the chance to interact with live insects. So, we help people hold tarantulas and, like, um, various beetles. And we have Madagascar hissing cockroaches, which are always a blast. Um, we do not hold the assassin bugs mm-hmm. that we have. <laughs> right. um, Sometimes we go on field trips. We went on a field trip this past fall to do a collecting trip. So we went on campus with our um, insect nets and went and caught a ton of bugs. And then at our next meeting, we learned how to pin them and preserve them and identify them. So you like put a pin through like the thorax, which is the main part of like a butterfly, mm-hmm. and then you have to like spread its wings out to make it all look all aesthetic and fle- and pretty. And then we took um, books to like go and identify it and find out which specific species that everyone caught. But yeah, we have a lot of other varying activities, which are super exciting.
0: We also recently just did maggot art, which is one that I was really loved doing is we uh, took, we bought some maggots and then we dipped them in paint and had them crawl across the paper and create some rather abstract art. It was really fun. It allowed people to get hands on with mm-hmm. uh, maggots, which are even more viewed as disgusting, even in the insect world when they're really harmless. and. Rather, they feel funny when they're crawling around in your hand. <laughs> but it was it was funny because we uh, we did do one cockroach, and it ended up almost making a self portrait. Oh, of its face, it, it looked rather like a cockroach's face. Do
3: you guys do a lot of art with bugs, or is this was like a first time thing that you guys were just trying out?
1: This was a first time thing, since before we didn't really have a lot of activities at Bug Club meetings, and um, I'm the only person on the e-board who remembers the old Bug Club, since I'm a senior. Mm-hmm um this is all brand new for us all um there's some tutorials on the internet with it but um we really just came up with all of our meetings from scratch and it's been a really fun adventure to try to like plan them out and then do some trial and error with them
0: and record everything for future generations
1: yeah (laughs) can you tell me a little bit about some of the field trips that you've guys done and like
3: some of the bonding activities you guys are doing
1: so we had our one field trip on campus where we collected insects. We also had a field trip to the AJ Cook Arthropod Museum and collection, which is up as on the fourth floor of the Natural Science Building. And in there we have so many pinned and preserved insects from like a hundred or so years ago, too. It's um it started right after like MSU was founded. It's very old and it's so cool to see. Go up there and see all the insects that people have caught and donated to MSU throughout the entire world. We have some really exotic specimens up there, and it was really enjoyable to go and, like, pull out the drawers and to show everyone how diverse insects really are. So a fun fact about insect diversity is that a quarter of all documented species, like all species, Mm -hmm. like humans, snow leopards, chickens, like everything. Bacteria. Bacteria. A quarter of them are beetles. Just beetles, not like insects, not spiders, not like all other arthropods. They're just beetles. That's why entomology is so incredibly important.
3: So if you're someone who, like me, I don't know anything about bugs. In fact, bugs kind of creep me out sometimes. How would you suggest that I get involved and start with this? Because, I mean, you guys seem very knowledgeable about bugs. I don't know anything. I know a spider's a spider and an ant's an ant, but that's pretty much it.
1: Well, um, just come to Bug Club. Like at our maggot art meetings, we they don't require any sort of prior knowledge to come to our meetings. You just come with an open mind or an attempt to have an open <laughs> mind. We've actually had um, a student join Bug Club who was very apprehensive about bugs and spiders. They said in their email that they had severe arachnophobia and figured Bug Club would be the best place to overcome it. Um, so you don't even have to have, like, you don't have to have over being overly enthusiastic about insects. You just have to be willing to try.
0: We're definitely willing to work with different people, in like different um, comfort levels. Mm-hmm. Like personally, I still have trouble with the tra- tarantulas. I' not at the point where I can pick them up, and it's a progress. You know, it's mm-hmm. we're slowly working to overcome the fear that's just uh, that's taught by society.
3: Why do you think people are afraid of bugs?
0: It's hard to track down it's a society thing you know Mm -hmm. we have as a society have decided oh they're scary because we don't really know there's like you've got tarantulas which are yeah they're theoretically dangerous but they're they're less likely to do you damage than even like a dog they're not they're dangerous because of what they can do not because of what they will do but society sees oh this is what they could possibly maybe do and then labels everything with that same label
1: Um, I volunteer at the Michigan State University Bug House, Mm -hmm. and that's actually where we meet at Bug Club where we help people um, hold various insects and other arthropods like tarantulas and millipedes and such. And I've noticed the volunteering there that a lot of the fear has been taught to students. To um, mm-hmm. students and like younger people, like elementary schoolers and such, oftentimes I'll have an elementary schooler or like Girl Scout or Boy Scout come up to me and be like, "Oh, that's so cool! Can I hold that?" And I'm like, "Yes! It's isn't it awesome?" Mm-hmm. And their parent will come up behind them, grab their shoulders, and be like, "Oh no! That bug's so gross! That's you! That's gonna kill you!" I'm like. No, it's, it's so cute. It's harmless. And so I think a lot of our fears as a, as a society and in individuals are kind of just taught and enforced by our upbringing. How many of the bugs that you have in the bug house are actually dangerous? Um, I don't think any, nothing at the bug house would kill you per mm-hmm. se. But we have some stuff that could do a little bit of harm. We have our um, centipede, which is quite um, harmful with well, their um, uh, jaws.
0: He recently passed away.
1: He did. We're probably getting another one, though. Because oh. <laughs> um, that was, um, yeah, like our third or fourth centipede that we've gone through. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So we have our centipede with um, that can deal a pretty harmful bite. We also have assassin bugs. But the old curator of the bug house actually got bit by one of the assassin bugs. And he was just out, like, all day, just, like, in pain. But it wouldn't really kill you. It's just more harmful and Mm -hmm. painful we do have people hold our tarantulas though and we only have tarantulas that don't have an extremely venomous bite okay so all spiders actually are venomous we don't have non-venomous spiders but the tarantulas that we have have a lot less venom in proportion to a lot of other tarantulas um our tarantulas are way more likely to do another defense mechanism which they have urticating hairs so they, all the tarantulas that we have are super fuzzy, and they have these, like, special hairs on their body that they would use to um, flick, or um, they can use them to flick on you, and it, gets your, it can get in your eyes or mouth, and it just itches. So if our tarantulas feel, like, really cornered or trapped or they're just kind of moody, they would flick those hairs on you. But you just wash your hands off, and they might be a little itchy, and you'll be okay.
3: Can anyone go to the bug house at any time, or do they have to go, like— a supervisor, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so the MSU Bug House has open houses about once a month that you could go to. I think they're generally like on weekend afternoons to evenings, but we also open up the Bug House for MSU Bug Club, which meets around twice a month.
3: And what time do you guys typically meet, or is it different every time?
0: Uh, for this semester, it's 6 30 and every other Tuesday. Mm-hmm.
3: So you've mentioned that not everyone in the club is in entomology. What like percentage actually studies bugs for school, and what per- like how many people are actually studying it for school, and how many people are just interested?
1: Most, almost everyone is just interested. Entomology is a pretty niche major at Michigan mm-hmm. State. When I first started, um, we only had around like ten majors in the entire undergraduate student body, which has like fifty thousand or so people in it. Um, now we're up to 20 entomology majors in the department out of 50,000 undergrads at Michigan State. But um, all the entire executive board is made up of entomology majors, but almost everyone in the club is just a bug enthusiast.
3: Can you tell me a little bit about your arthropod Pictionary? I saw that and I was like, this has to be really interesting because I don't know the difference between arthropods. Like, that'd be really hard for me to guess those things.
1: Oh, so, um, That was one of our online meetings that Mm -hmm. we had, and we wanted to be a bit more inclusive to the people who maybe couldn't make it all the way out to the bug house. I know since the busing system has been kind of weird, and some people feel a little bit apprehensive about walking late at night. one week to go to our meeting sometimes after sunset so we had our online meeting with arthropod pictionary where we used an online program and we put in a list of all these different terms so you put in the terms like centipede and millipede as well as things like venom or web and other things Um, and then we just had people pick a term and they used the online program and they were able to draw the term and then everyone else tried to guess what it was
0: it was a real test of people's drawing abilities because, like, <laughs> how do you do? How do you show uh, the difference between a centipede and a millipede, or the pronotum? There, but then there's also things like ant, bee that
1: mm-hmm.
0: people were honestly guessing the words before we were able to draw anything because I mean, it's a three-letter word about bugs. People can figure it out.
3: <laughs> what other activities do you guys have planned for the rest of the semester?
0: Um, let's see. We have the career development. Uh, meeting tomorrow where we're going over, uh, like resumes and, uh, CVs. And we're also going to do, uh, fake, uh, mock interviews. And then two weeks after that, we will have our husbandry, uh, meeting where our, um, treasurer and our outreach person will be giving a, di- a display, uh, about how to care for different, um, kind of insects and arthropod arthropods. And, and like the difference between Old World and New World, which honestly, I don't know the difference. So I'm looking forward to that. We do have another Pictionary planned. And then uh, as well as Bug Bingo for this semester, because that turned out awesome last, last semester. And then we're trying to get a, a guest speaker in. And I don't know how that's going. So I'm not going to say anything more about that. <laughs> and then Elections.
1: To clarify, and arth- we um we often use the term arthropod enthusiast versus insect enthusiast mm-hmm. because it's a bit more inclusive of all the other little critters that are vaguely related to insects but aren't technically insects, because a centipede isn't an insect, millipede isn't an insect, neither are any spiders, and so we use the term arthropod a lot, even though we're technically bug club, um when referring to our activities because we are most people who are interested in insects also enjoy spiders.
3: What's the difference between an arthropod and, like, an insect? Is there a difference?
1: So all insects are arthropods, but not all arthropods are insects. Okay. So, like, um, a stink bug and a bumblebee are also arthropods, um, but, like, a a centipede, a scorpion, like, scorpions are arthropods, but they're not insects. And so it's just a broader classification that includes a lot of those other critters. I
0: I forget what... Arthropod is the order? No, arthropod is the... Phylum. Phylum. And then insect is is an order. Okay. Or the class. For, yes, sorry, class. i am got mixed, those the mixed up. the
1: phylum Arthropoda and the class um, Hexapoda? Cool.
3: I am not very good with sciency terms, but I think I understand where you guys are going with this.
0: How I got into Bug Club is actually... Um, it starts a little bit earlier of... I started... I did two years at a community college. Okay. And I as soon as I was there, I knew I wanted to do entomology. I was the only person in the entire school who cared about entomology. Everyone else was rather disgusted. And so I, you know, I was very isolated. There wasn't anyone who I could talk to about it. And so coming to MSU for and I saw that the bug club would be at uh sparticipation. So I was like, Huh, oh, you know, I'll I'll give it a shot and so I go there and it's like there's bugs and there's people handling bugs and people who actually care and aren't scared. This is amazing. And so, you know, I went and I talked and uh, to Amanda, who's our advisor, and figured out when the next uh, meeting was going to be. And so I showed up there, and there was, what, 86 people? It was a wow. lot. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of people. And so at the end, I was just kind of hanging out because, like, ooh, more bugs to see, mm-hmm. and more bugs, and more bugs. This is amazing. And I've always ended up in a um, leadership role of some sort in almost every event that I'm at. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember if it was you, Austin, or if it was somebody else that's like, hey, you like bugs. You're responsible. <laughs> you want to help us? We're kinda we kinda need more manpower. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up here.
3: Are there any other stories that you guys have that you're like, wow, this this is what made me fit in in bug club this is why i love bug club so much
1: bug club kind of started up over just this past summer Mm -hmm. and i sent an email out to the entire department asking if they wanted any they wanted to be a part of the executive board and like help start this like new club and like this um whole new project and i got a couple volunteers and so we met over zoom and restructured the club rewrote the bylaws and just started planning things out and our first major recruitment event was participation, which happened in August right before classes started. And that was huge for us. Our booth was one of the most visited booths that I, I saw in the entire section. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting, though, because well, we had some people running towards us. At, okay, so at the booth, <laughs> we had live insects there. For people to hold. So, we weren't just giving away flyers or candy or like pencils or whatever. We had live insects and mm-hmm. we're trying to get people to come and like have an interaction with a bug and then hopefully come to one of our meetings. So, because of that, we had people running towards our booth at full speed because it was something wild and unique. And then we had a lot of people running away at full speed <laughs> from our booth. But a lot of people saw the people running away and were like, what's that? What are they running away from? And they would eventually come up to our table. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of people from participation, And we actually just went um, to spring um a couple weeks ago, which is also very successful. But because of, the, um, because of our recruitment of efforts during that event and bringing out live insects to our recruitment efforts, we had a huge turnout at our first meeting. It was massive. Eventually, it did dwindle off to around the like the 20-something that we see mm-hmm. that consistently go to our meetings. But we also have a fairly large Discord server, too, where people daily share insect memes, insect news, and just talk about bugs.
3: So if you want to join Bug Club, you don't have to come to every meeting. You can kind of just pop in and out, right? Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Bug Club is a low-commitment or, like, no-commitment type of activity. <laughs> you just show up whenever you feel like it we do have a discord server where a lot of people kind of are a part of bug club who can't make it to our meetings where they do end up talking about the insect memes and just sharing different photos of insects that they found or getting advice for keeping insects as pets and whatnot what's the
3: social aspect like like is it very do you guys do a lot of things outside of bug club as well where it's like oh hey we're gonna meet up somewhere and do like meetups or go see a movie or stuff like that
1: we haven't been doing too, that too much since um, we just kind of got started. Our, mm-hmm. This past fall was like our first real semester doing bug club. Um, we would hope to do that a bit more in the future. And, um, in the spring, we will have a picnic, though, like a picnic social for everyone who's involved in bug club to go to and just kind of eat food outside. But our meetings themselves do encourage a lot of social interactions between the members the people who come to bug club tend to have very niche personalities that really mesh very well. It takes a special type of person to look past all of the misconceptions that society spreads about insects, to look past all of that and to come and appreciate them. And those are the best kind of people.
3: I know you guys said you grew up doing like 4-H and stuff, but did were you ever afraid of bugs at any point in your life or you always just like really embraced them?
0: There was definitely a point for me where I... I was hesitant to um, to grab them. And I'm not sure if th- how much of that was fear and how much of that was just, oh, I don't know exactly what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when I got over that or what became of that. I just know now it's, that there's, they're bugs, they're cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely learning a lot more about insects does decrease your fear, which is our hope with bug club is that by like, Understanding more about their biologies and what they do, um, how harmful they could be, and the positives that they bring to our environment, that everyone would overcome their fears. And by being an entomology cl- a major, my classes have definitely cleared that up quite a bit. I used to like not go and pick up spiders. I would always pick it up with a towel or bring it into a cup, but now I'll just grab that with my hands, and mm-hmm. it's usually it's fine.
3: What kind of benefits do bugs bring our environment?
1: So, because insects are so prevalent, they're a food source for um, most major um, ecosystems. They really depend on insects. They can um, de- help. They help decompose and break up our like dying bodies or um, dying bodies of different animals or um, different like leaves. Because if we didn't have insects, all of the like the all the organic matter would just build up. But they can break it down into the soil. But insects also serve as a major food source for a lot of organisms. Um, let's see. They can also help pollinate, of course, with the bees too. And people can actually eat insects and use insects as a food source directly ourselves. That's called entomophagy and was the subject of our last meeting this past fall.
3: Have you guys ever eaten bugs? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've done it on once and it's just like it gre- it's like a little creepy, like little cricket legs and ooh. It
0: but. was a unique experience. I think the i the time that we did it at the Bug Club was kind of my first time, and it's not as bad as it seems. the The taste of like the the cricket powder that we used in the um the brownies and the cookies like you couldn't even notice the difference. But like the full bugs themselves, they're I think the problem was their flavoring. I didn't care for that. It wasn't anything that was wrong with the insect. It was just the hurdle of i mean an insect okay here we go it's and then everything else is that my brain was expecting it kind of like tried to play tricks on me it's like oh can't you just feel every little aspect and it's like can i really or, or am i just telling myself that i can
1: at our december meeting for a bug club we um learned about entomophagy and all the different benefits that eating insects can bring And then we actually engaged in it. So we had some, like, dried and seasoned crickets and grasshoppers and even um, larvae, which are little, like, baby bugs Mm -hmm. for people to eat. And then I also um, made brownies and cookies with insects. So um, you can buy cricket powder. That's just 100% ground up crickets. And then you can just pour it into any kind of baked good. So I just bake cookies like the normal way, except when you were stirring all the batter, I just put in a ton of powdered crickets. And it doesn't change the cook time. It doesn't change the texture or like anything else at all. But it's just a little, um, yeah, it's just a little um, bit of protein that you can get with it.
3: That's really cool. So like, If I were to make, let's say I wanted to make spaghetti and I were to put it in the spaghetti sauce, could I totally do that? Yeah. Yeah. Does it like add any like flavor or anything or is it just like, here's some protein?
1: Um, if you do it in the small or normal amounts, mm-hmm. it doesn't add anything with flavor and texture. Obviously, if you had a ton of yeah. the powder <laughs> in, it would affect it a little bit. But if you're making pasta from scratch, you can like just put it in as you're like rolling it up and or just in your sauce and mix it in. I think it'd be really cool if we kind of move towards that. Um, That's crazy.
3: I know they do it in a lot of cultures, especially in Asia, but... I've only heard of people like doing it as like a gag thing around like the United States.
0: Which is weird. It's kind of like a fluke that America doesn't eat insects. Like, just compared to everywhere else in the world, it's very odd that we don't.
3: Yeah, I feel like it's our most abundant resource. And I mean, it doesn't pollute the earth like farming Mm. does. It's just one of those things they're already around. So.
1: And by engaging in eating insects, too, we also help cross some cultural boundaries Mm -hmm. as well. I know a lot of people look at um, like different cultures and see them eating bugs. and It's like, oh, look, they're so primitive for just eating bugs. So uncivilized. Yeah. But they really figured it out. It's like a very good source of protein. They're very easy to raise and raise ethically, too. And they cause a lot less environmental impact than a lot of our other sources of protein, which would be you know other animal products like meat
3: well thank you so much for being here with me today is there anyone you want to shout out or any messages you want to get out there
1: yeah we would like to give a shout out to the rest of the e-board who were not able to make it out today we have um nate who is our vice president we have claire who is our outreach chair Alyssa, our treasurer and dr amanda lorenz who is our um, club advisor
3: well, thanks so much. It was so great having you guys on today. For more information, you can check out the Bug Club's Instagram at MSU or email them at msubugclub at gmail.com. And of course, all this information will be in our show notes and at our website, impact89fm.org. Thanks so much for listening.
2: This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us again on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact
0: 89FM.